0: What is up, futurists? Michael here, and you're listening to Our Future, the business podcast for young people. My next guest is Angel Rich, a pioneer in financial education who was dumbfounded when she saw Candy Crush make $1.4 billion. She was convinced she could create a similar game, but one that actually helped players increase their financial literacy. In 2012, she launched her company, Wealthy Life, which designs games that increase financial literacy and launched with mobile app game Credit Stacker, which has been coined the best financial literacy product in the country by the White House, Department of Education, and J.P. Morgan Chase. In 2018, the United Nations named Angel one of the top 100 most influential people in the African diaspora, and I am honored to have had the chance to bring her on the pod. One last note, this podcast was recorded before the protest that broke out in response to the murder of George Floyd. So if you're wondering why we don't touch on that, that is why. Okay, let's dive in. So the first thing I wanna to touch on is when did you come to this problem of financial literacy which is rife throughout America? How do people improve their financial literacy by playing your game?
1: Well, after traveling the world and going to very different places, I realized that people truly didn't have access to quality financial education. So, when Candy Crush made $1.4 billion, I said, my God, imagine if they learned something. We decided to reverse engineer the Fair Asset Credit Reporting System and put it into a game. So, our game is called Credit Stacker. It's similar to Candy Crush, except for swapping around candy, you swap around credit types to be able to pay off your debt, achieve a high credit score, and learn from the multiple choice questions. We've been named the best financial literacy product in the country by the White House Department of Education and JPMorgan Morgan Chase. It's the number one education app in 14 countries and top five and 40. And we're really excited that it actually has helped to democratize financial education across the world.
0: What I love about it is it does so in a fun way. You know, we're always like living on these glowing rectangles right here and being able to play a game and get that closer to our goal of starting a business, getting a loan. Uh, opening a new credit card. That's amazing. So I want to learn how you sell this product. I want to learn the partnership model. So
1: one of my favorite partnerships was with the DC government federal credit union. We went in, we trained 15 students. They then went out and impacted 15,000 across DC government, 480 government agencies. We entered for an hour with each one of them. We helped open up 1,300 bank accounts in six weeks. The accounts were still open at the end of the summer. A year later, 600 more accounts had been opened. And the commissioner of the Department of Insurance, Securities, and Banking came out and conducted a research study. And he found that financial literacy rates went up by 25% after an hour. So not only were we able to help the banks meet their philanthropic needs of increasing and spreading financial education, We were also able to help increase their revenue by opening up more bank accounts directly through our app. How does it feel, Angel, to have these people supporting you? You know, you
0: said the White House, you said the Department of Education. How does this make you feel? I mean, what was it like when you got their approval that, you know, you really have something that's being appreciated by by the world and is being seen as a very transformative tool by some very important people?
1: You know, I actually really don't get that question a lot. And it was very, each one of them has been huge to me. The Department of Education, I mean, what greater accolade can you get in the academic space? Then you have the White House. They have the opportunity to scour the entire world for something. And when we got named the best financial literacy product by them, it was in the seventh year of the Obama administration. And then you have J.P. Morgan Chase, which is the world's largest bank. So I'm very ecstatic about the people that we've been able to receive recognition from. But most importantly, I think the comments that we receive from users that are able to increase their credit score, go off and get home loans and start new businesses, those are the people that I actually think about most.
0: What are some stats that you like to shed light on in terms of the average financial literacy for the typical American?
1: Yes, you know, everybody seems to think that the poverty problem is sort of over there when it's actually right next to us. Three billion people are in poverty across the world right now, but 1.5 billion of them have smartphones. So it made sense to us to put financial literacy on a smartphone. Right here in America, one in 10 people in each state on average are in poverty. Then one of the most mind blowing statistics is 50% of students in public education are on free and reduced meals. I think that that is, I don't think that people realize that, you know? And one in five kids under the age of 18 in America are in poverty. So this isn't a, a third world issue. This is something that we are experiencing right here in America that we could potentially help solve with something as simple as a game.
0: You know, wealthy people, they put their money in the stock market, 8 to 10% returns. A lot of uh, less well-off people put their money in bank accounts, return of maybe 1%, 2%, 3%. Do you see your app or service evolving to uh, educate people on investing in, in stocks and, and, uh, uh, and uh, other markets uh, other than just, you know, enabling them to get more uh, better business loans and home loans and things like that?
1: The algorithm inside of Credit Stacker has worked so effectively, we're now spinning it out as a standalone product called Credit Fixer, where we'll be rounding up people's spare change to be able to pay off their debt and help them automatically increase their credit score. We're also taking these savings and helping them to place it into other accounts like 529 savings plans so that they can prepay for their kids' college tuition and help to set that amount in stone. Additionally, we have another product called Stock Fighters, where we reverse engineered the, uh, the stock market. And without going into too much detail, we divided these various different characters in the game by indexes of, the, of, of stock. So you have textile, which is a particular category or index, and then you also have minerals. Well, within textile, you might have cotton. Within mineral, you might have water you're able to see cotton and water go into these different bureaus and dispute or battle each other. You can then click on cotton and however cotton is performing in the game, you can see how it is performing on the stock market. However it performs on the stock market then influences its S&P power within the game. So you'll have to monitor the stock market on a daily basis to then see how your characters will perform in the game. You also have to keep a balanced portfolio, according to the Henry Markowitz Portfolio Diversification Theory. So you can't just have a bunch of cotton. So we have taken the time to actually flesh out about 12 games in total that don't just focus on credit, but it actually walks people from birth to retirement through all of the different financial uh, components. We have also designed our curriculum, the Financial Literacy uh, Textbook. Wealthy Life Financial Literacy Textbook, which is available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. Each one of these chapters align with the personal finance common core standards. And then we've developed a game to go along with each one of the chapters.
0: So do you think that American public schools need to start teaching a, fi- a, a requisite financial literacy course? And do you think this is the vehicle to do that because it's finally fun and creative?
1: You hit the nail right on the head. You know, I'm a former global market research analyst for Prudential. Time and time again, the research kept coming back that more financial education was needed, mainly resulting from the financial crisis. People just really developed a distrust in the financial market and the lack of education that they had around managing their own money really was highlighted in a lot of disparities that you saw in the financial crisis. So yes, we call this approach tech in touch. As of this year, 34 states have now mandated financial literacy. We're already the best in the country. We're already adopted by the family engagement policies. We're already the first financial education international mobile app on the market. We're the only ones tested successfully as young as pre-K with special needs, as well as as old as 80 with veterans. So we know that this is actually the vehicle to go across all of the schools of America. We've already been operating since 2014. We have all the research to prove it. I'm now on the board of the Charter School Development Corporation, as well as vice chair of financial literacy for D.C., where I have designed the plan for financial literacy. So we know that we actually are the product to help increase financial literacy across the country, the world, and ultimately reduce poverty.
0: What traps do people typically fall in from an early age that can negatively impact their credit?
1: That's a great question. And paying your bills on time alone is 35% of your credit score. Even I didn't understand how big of a deal that was when I first started. I felt like, hey, if you pay your bills by the 4th or 5th, you're doing amazing. And if you pay it on the 15th or the 20th, at least you got it in for the month. The system actually doesn't operate like that at all. (laughs) They start looking for whether or not you paid your bill on the 1st. So I now pay my bills on the 22nd of every month so that it has definitely gone in way before the first. Something that simple can impact your credit score by 35% of the overall score. So as people play our game and we're providing them with just little information like that, we've seen the almost grotesque effects that it's been able to have so quickly on people's credit report.
0: And do you think... um... Do you think people are uh, playing this for fun at all or they're just doing this for the for the for the uh financial incentives?
1: People actually do play for fun. Um one of my favorite stories is a two-year-old had heard about the game. Um I guess through his preschool, not really sure. <laughs> <short. laughs> and he kept begging his father to download the game. And he was like day after day, dad, the game is really fun. Uh Dad, we can really learn about it. Ah, Dad, it can help increase your money and we can play it together. Ah. So then the father is driving down the street and he's listening to the Tom Joyner radio show. Tom Joyner had made me a little known black history fact. He does this thing uh, during February. So he's listening to the radio and Tom Joyner is promoting Price stacker. And the father says, he stops in the middle of the street and goes, oh my God, this is the game my son has been begging me to play. And so he went ahead and downloaded it. And now every night, instead of reading a childhood book, they play the game together and learn about credit. And I think that it is absolutely amazing that people, yes, are playing this for fun, having family engagement, but also learning at the same time.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that was Angel Rich, and it was an absolute honor to bring her on the podcast. And what she's doing to turn gaming into something incredible, something inspirational, something educational, is amazing. Who would have ever thought you could make Candy Crush into something that could increase your credit score? Hope you guys are subscribed to the podcast. These are the stories that we live for. It would be huge if you could drop a review on Apple Podcasts, Hope you guys have a killer weekend. Stay safe and stay frosty.